I'll just drink. I'll just drink my kombucha. Okay. Hi, everybody, and happy Father's Day to all of you, incredible dads and grandfathers out there. God bless you always for taking care of your children or for raising upcoming leaders. Thank you. Welcome to uh, the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdelkadir. This is episode 104, Conversation with Robert J. Moore, From the Streets to Forbes. What a title, eh, guys? Robert J. Moore is a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, bestseller, speaker, and business coach. He has a successful publishing company, Magnetic Entrepreneur Inc., with over 120 books published. Robert is also a Guinness World Record holder and won the honorary doctorate degree two times through the work associated with Magnetic Entrepreneur Inc. Okay, this is a very short uh, paragraph of him, but you get to know who Robert is right now. So Robert, welcome to my podcast. Thank you very much. And thank you for the happy Father's Day, too. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure to raise children and not mine, my stepchildren, as well as my own children. Oh, that's nice. I know you're going to raise leaders. We, God knows we need them. In this I got a four-year-old right now that uh, taught me something not long ago, believe it or not. I didn't even know what it meant. He's like, he's doing the water like density, right? The density. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what the word meant. I've never had the reason to use it before. And he's talking, <laughs> about, oh, look, that density. And it's Okay, what, what do you mean density? Mm-hmm. Well, the water floats and the water don't float. Like, okay, and then the wife explained to me that he was watching something that had density on it. And, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I got a lot of education, but I didn't know that. I know. Like, oh, yeah. They, they're, they're born smart, especially nowadays, these children. So, uh, Robert, talk to us. I would love to hear, and I know everybody would love to hear about your childhood growing up. Were you wild? Were you a good kid? What were you like? I want to hear about that. Some would say I was wild. Some would say I was um, a cat on a t- hot tin roof. You okay. know, okay. <laughs> I-, I can honestly say I was lost. I was lost. Um, I didn't feel like I fit into the house. I was living with a broken family, stepmom, father, uh, raising me. I would be the one always getting in trouble. And and the problem is when I got in trouble, they'd take away my radio, my TV, my all the excitement and just leave me with the homework. Okay, you might they as well get, get you on a time out, yeah. Yeah, while well, I was in my bedroom, yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it was it was rough because I got stra- I got the, the spanking a lot. I got, you know, I didn't get the privileges as my older brothers did. And they would always put the blame on me, knowing I'd I'd get it somehow. So I ran away at 15 years old. I had oh, enough. Wow. I ran away at 15, yeah. Where did you go? My goodness, that's. I believe it or not, I lived on the streets for seven years, and I don't mean sleep on somebody's couches either. Uh When I say I was fifteen, I was fifteen and a half precisely, because here's what the reason why I ran away at first. It wasn't just because the home front was getting crazy. I mean, I was always getting the blame, hammers thrown at me. I was always getting hit and stabbed with a fork. I was eating too fast. Um, The reason why is I was at school and I got tired of seeing my brother being bullied. So the guy that was on the football team. Kept bullying my brother. So that means all the fo- all the all the people on the football team wanted to do it because they were following this guy. He was the coach, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, well, I'll show you something. As soon as he came close to my brother the one time, I lifted up the garbage can. We threw him in. I sat on the garbage can, right? And they 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 all come out there because they heard a big rough and everything else, right? So the principal came out and caught me cold-handed and kicked me off property. 
made me sign papers saying I'm not allowed back on the property for life. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm 15 and a half, but now I'm scared going home uh, with this on my back. And they're saying, well, I just got booted from school. I'm now back in school now. So my birthday was coming on May 29th. Um, and I had a couple months to go. And I said, I'm not waiting that long. They're going to know I'm not in school. So I just I went for the summer. Um, no, I went the beginning of summer. Yeah. Yeah, it was about the same time. So actually, I probably was uh, 16. Mm-hmm. So it was just about a month away from being 16. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up going there. When they came to pick me up, because I went to my biological mom's house for the weekend. I never went there before, right? Okay. So they, they should have figured something out. Maybe I thought I was giving them a chance or whatever. I don't know. Okay. But I wasn't there when they came to pick me up. My brother was. He went back with them. But I said, the heck with you. I'm not going back. And I ended up living on the streets. And uh, um, in the wintertime, I'd go into an apartment building. If I see an apartment building that uh, had a way in, I'd go in, go into the laundry room, take some clothes out of the dryer, put them on to keep warm and put snow oh, over wow. top of me. And it would be thermal, right? So that's how I really did it. And plus, I became a drug addict alcoholic for many years. From the age of 16 years old to 31, I was a drug and alcohol. But I was also, the only way I got saved is when I went to jail. So I did almost 16, 17 years in jail, in and out, in and out, in and out. For why? All because why, why were you in jail? Because well, I'd in fight jail. a lot. I'd fight. Oh. I was hanging around uh, some pretty serious people. Some of the people I was hanging with, um, they were dangerous. They were dangerous. It was, it was uh, gangs and stuff like that. Um, I felt like I fit in because I, I, you know, I could talk to these people and things get done. Right? And things really got done fast, either... You know, if you want booze, you want cigarettes, you want whatever you wanted. Yeah. Money. It was there. And it was never there at my house. And if I found $5 outside on the ground, I was told I stole it at my house. Oh, who'd you steal it from? And then you have to give them a lie. Tell, oh, I stole it from this person because they wouldn't give up unless you gave them a name. Yeah. All oh, right. Wow. So, yeah. What city, what city was all this happening? I was raised in Clarkson, Ontario in Canada. Okay. Clarkson, Ontario, Canada. I went to uh, Elmcrest Public School, then Hillside, then I went to West Credit afterwards, and then we then we went up to uh, Flushington, Ontario, um, by by Owen Sound, and then that's where I ran away from. Oh wow, that's incredible. Okay, so when was the turnaround that took place from this drug and all and the prison life to? At age How 31, you became, yeah, okay. Age 31, I got tired of doing uh, what they call it, uh, crying wolf. Yeah. And I decided to go get some help because I, I felt like I was lost. I couldn't go to anybody else. Nobody wanted me around. I was a very angry person. 31 years old, I went into a, for last time I went into the detox center. And I said, look, I really need the help now. They said, what is the difference between this and the other 100 times you came in here, stayed for a week oh. and said the same thing? Yeah. I said, for some reason, I feel this is the time I need to be here and I need to get better. They said, give me give me an example why this is different. I said, well, first of all, before I even came in here, I thought about going to get drunk because I'm, if I'm going to get if I'm going to go off the drinking, I might as well go out with a bang. And then I, I end up getting a woman to give me $20 on the bus to get here. And at the same time, when I was outside, I was sitting there talking to myself out loud and a little girl seen me and said, mommy, he needs help. So that clued in. And then when I went back to go say thank you to the little girl, the lady told me there was no little girl. She never had a little girl. So I said, I said, now that tells me 
I need the help because because it, it seemed to be some kind of an angel or something telling me to get the help I need. So someone outside of me saying that. So when I went to get the help, they put me on on volume because I was going through the DTs at the time. Yeah. And then uh, they, they made me stay. See, in detox, you're only allowed to stay three or four days mm-hmm. on alcohol, on, on drugs and alcohol, up to seven the most that they stretch it. Now, they told me if I wanted to go to uh, a rehabilitation center for drugs and alcohol, that usually takes about three months, mm-hmm. a waiting period. They told me because it's me and they're willing to help. They never done this before. They're willing to let me stay the three months. Okay. If I can get welfare to help support the pay. Okay. Right. To support the cost. Otherwise a couple hundred dollars a month or something just to help out with the food. Right. Yeah. So I said, I'm willing to do that. I don't know why I said that, but I said, I'm willing to do that. So here's a list of the places you need to call. Tell me what area you want to be in and uh, make the calls and you see if you can get in these places and pick a date that you can actually have an interview with them. Mm-hmm. I called 20 of them. Every one of them were three, four months out. And I'm like, okay, let me try one more. So I phoned one more. The one I really wanted was the one I called last. Oh I don't God. know why I waited to last. I think I was scared because I, I, I wanted to be at that one. Yeah. I phoned up and, and, and little behold, they said, listen, normally it's a three, four month wait. But we're willing to interview next Tuesday. I said, wow, next Tuesday. That's pretty cool, man. They said, listen, don't come without your bags. Make sure you get up here with your bags. We'll interview you because if we like what we see, we're keeping you that day. Okay. I said, wow, I get down on Tuesday, right? So I did that, right? So I went up there on the bus and I got there and they let me in. They would not let me go after three months of stay, though. They had they actually kept me an extra month because I was so angry. Now, the thing is, I wasn't angry at everybody else around me, but I pretended I was. I called them names and angry, taking my anger out at everybody else. Truly, I was angry at the person in here. Yeah. I was only angry at myself. You know, like I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I did the four months mm-hmm. of treatment, and I'm not saying it was better at that time. So now I'm being released to the, the community, and that's in Aurelia. Okay. I didn't really know Aurelia. We were going to meetings the whole time. The guy that actually sat down and talked to me was an ex-biker. He says, listen, you're going to report to me now, and we're, we're going to help you through this. So I said, who are you? We almost got into a fist fight because of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> we literally almost got into a fist fight. He's an ex-biker. Um, he's an ex-biker, and he said, listen. I used to be a tough guy, too, just like you. You know, I mean, he was covering tattoos, great big beard. And I mean, yeah, he was, he was someone you really didn't want to mess with. Oh, yeah. But at the time, I didn't care. I mean, I, I had a reputation I thought I had to keep. Well, that reputation was just a tough guy act, just yeah. an act. So then I decided to go to school uh, once I was in the community because I didn't know where I belong. I've always dreamt of doing something. Yeah. So I went to school and I was there. It's weird because you're going in the like the adult learning center yeah. in Aurelia, and there's people 15, 20 years junior to your age. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all talking about the big party they went to, and you just want to take a hand and smack them. Aww. You know what I mean? Buddy, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? I don't want to hear this party stuff. And I'm, I'm three months clean sober. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was hard. So yeah. I said, I just kept telling myself, listen, if there's a God out there, there's got to be a reason for me yeah. being here 
And yeah. it's my education. It's not because I want to hear these stories. Yeah. It just so happens that I wanted it so bad to be there that these people just started fading away. They just kept fading away. All of a sudden, it was like they weren't there. You know what I mean? They just dropped out, went and had that party, and they forgot to come back, I think. Oh, well, I ended up getting my grade 12, and then I said, that's not enough. So I went to Georgian College and got my uh, social service worker diploma. Then with the lay kid, uh, I got my, my uh, BA in psychology. Then I got my master's in counseling psychology, and then I got my uh, harm reduction, mental health crisis, and ended up getting two honorary doctorate degrees for the, all the stuff I was doing. Yeah. I put in probably about thirty to 40,000 hours wow. you know, all, all in the last 17 years. It's volunteering, volunteering hours. Oh my I mean, I was doing telehealth. I was doing telecare. You know, I was doing like I would literally sit there eight hours a day doing my homework. And then and the funny thing is I was bored at the same time. So I was actually taking McMaster University and Lakehead University full courses at the exact same time. Oh I was just so goodness. bored. Yeah. You know what the worst thing is? Uh -huh. They told me my learning, I had a learning disorder. Oh, wow. I could not. They said, you're not going to make it past college. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're not going to make it past college. I said, why? They said, your percentile is only at grade three. You're learning and you're, you're reading and you're, you're, everything's at grade three. My goodness. Well, that was enough for me to sit there and say, what do I do about this? I want to make it in life and I want to be somebody. I, my thoughts were, okay, be addiction counselor. Did that for 12 years. I also became a registered therapist. You know, I did that for 15 years. And I felt I, I just had my, my heart was on my sleeve too much. I wasn't making any money. I was getting more debt. You know, feeling sorry for these people between empathy and sympathy. I think I was doing more the sympathy uh, than anything. Yeah. You know, I wasn't allowing them to have their own emotions. I was putting it on me and feeling sorry for them and, and stuff like that. So I, I was kind of had them backwards here. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, when it happened to, I, I taught one person, there was a guy that come up. This is, this is the funny part. I wrote a book, took me two and a half years. That one there was called There's More to Life. By, by Robert Moore. It wasn't even Jay in the middle at that time. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And that, that's when I changed it over to Robert J. Moore then, because I wanted to say, okay, I want to switch my life around. Robert Moore was the past tense. Robert J. Moore is the present. Oh, wow. Now, I like people to, to understand that because a lot of people say, oh, Robert Moore. No, it's Robert J. Moore or Robert, not Rob or Bob or Fred, Sam, or George, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, some people get that mixed up because they're so used to calling it, but I, I, I appreciate, you know, them talking to me anyways, but go from there. And when I wrote that first book, I was having a book signing. I didn't know. I didn't think anybody was going to show up. I was just trying to do my best, sell it and everything else. I had about 20 people show up, but there's one guy in particular showed up okay. and said, he's been, he's been watching me and he's really intrigued. I said, okay, what do you mean by that? I said, please tell me more about this. He said, I would like to learn how to write a book. Can you teach me? I had no clue what I did. I had no clue. I was so in the fog when I did it. I, I, I didn't want to do it from a book publishing company because it was too expensive. I couldn't afford it. So I did it on my own. Yeah. Believe it or not, that cost me more than $50,000 alone because of the way I did it. Yeah. I, I had a hard lesson. So anyways, I sat down and I said, listen, I'll teach you how to do that. I'll, you know, help you formatting, editing, and everything, teach you where to go and everything. We did that. And he became international bestseller. 
Oh, wow. Right off the hop. Nice. Yeah. We were taking a course at the same time. He was in person. I was out person, right, on, on the internet. And it was for Jack Canfield. Oh, wow. Well, he ended up working for Jack Canfield for years. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And he said to me, he says, Robert, he says, for your third book, let me do a Ford for you. I said, really? What is a Ford? I had no clue. <laughs> So I got to realize that whether Ford was a, a synopsis of the book, but someone else telling the story that's more recognized than me. Yeah. Right. It's pretty simple, uh, you know, straightforward. His name was uh, Forrest Willett. Well-known guy works for Jack Canfield. He's also now he's a real estate agent. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, this guy's really well-known. He got my book to international bestseller in like less than three days. Nice. Now here's the thing. Mm -hmm. That's one of the stories. I get 120 books. I know. I was reading this and I'm like 120 books. How long did it take you? How did the publishing company start then? Okay, so you didn't know at the beginning, but you helped this guy and then he became an international bestseller. I was in 2006 when we did that and that was like nothing. I, I just learned that I was a better teacher than I was teaching myself, yeah. right? So, I mean, when I looked at that, I thought, okay, well, and that's why I'm saying when I went through the, the counseling and the coaching and all that stuff I was doing at the time, what happened was I saw a vision of me helping other people. That's why I, when I was doing the, the, the counseling and the therapist, yeah. I said, well, I'm not really helping these people. I'm helping them, but I'm, I'm losing control of me. Because I even doing a podcast, you'll know why I don't do podcasts, because I turn it into a counseling session. Yeah, I'm just so used to that. And, and uh, you know condition to do that I, I just go directly into it so i don't get i don't do the podcast myself i always get someone to hire and do them for me or something yeah it's a lot easier yeah but when i i my first business was rj moore i was counseling and then i i, I let that go I, I started moving out of the counseling started doing the coaching and the business coaching and that's when i learned that hey i'm a better teacher and i am listening to myself so i need to hire a coach well, I went to a program one time. I can't, I can't remember what program it was. There were so many I, I invested into, you know, an event. There was a guy sitting beside me. And I swear to God, he just got off the farm and he was rolling around in pig shit. Pardon my language. But it, mm -hmm. that's what it looked like. It smelled like to me. And it just looked very dirty. I thought to myself, well, this is going to be my first client. Okay. Guaranteed. I don't, I don't care if I have to lower the price. I just need a first client. Yeah. And I'm begging myself, okay, well, how am I going to do this? How am I, I'm, I'm just analyzing the crap out of this. I'm not even paying attention what's going on. Well, when the guy was leaving, he said, do you have Facebook? I said, I certainly do. I said, here, here's how you get on it. Boom, boom, boom. I'm, I got that hop, skip, jump, and I got the uh, old glow on. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be my first client. I don't care if it's five bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, it turns out the guy, when he got a hold of me, he was the uh, operations manager for Thick and Grow Rich. He just happened to be helping the guy out move. And, uh, and he was uh, all sweaty in that. And it was on a farm. And I said, oh, boy, did yeah. I misjudge that? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's going to be my client. <laughs> he ended up being my coach. Nice. <laughs> he was my coach for a while. I mean, I've been taught by Les Brown. I've been taught by, uh, you know, like some of the top people, Kyle Wilson, um, Rob Sharma, uh, you name it. I've been taught by some of these people, Ted McGrath. Uh, Eric Thomas, I've studied 52 of the top achievers in the world to be where I'm at. And took nuggets of theirs and built my program to where it is, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And then the publishing company started Magnetic. What? 2017, I was at a campfire. My father was there, and all of a sudden, he looked. A friend of his come in. They're both drinking beers. I don't drink. I, I haven't drank in 17 years. In 2005, when I quit drinking okay. and got my education and, and went from there. And here's the thing. I was at the campfire. A guy come up, shook my hand. He goes, oh, what do you do for a living? And I, my, my dad wouldn't let me speak. He obviously spoke for me. He says, oh, he's... He's the kind of guy that has attracts everybody. He's like a magnet. He says, every time he goes somewhere, everybody wants to talk to him about something. And, and he says, what, are you famous or something? And I go, no, I, I don't even know these people. I said, I just, I work in the field and all of a sudden it's like they tracked. He goes, oh, you're like a magnet. And he says, oh, is that what you do for a job? Is uh, counseling and that? He goes, yeah, so you're an entrepreneur. And it just, boom, right there, magnetic entrepreneur. Oh my God. And, it just, and that's where it came from. And God bless my father and having today is Father's Day, you know, yeah. um, he uh, he helped me with that 2007. So I went and got it. I went and got it uh, trademarked and then I went and got it uh, incorporated. So it's incorporated now. And then I ended up winning the Guinness World Record in the business name. Yeah. And also I, I've been featured in Forbes magazine and I write for Forbes magazine. <laughs> oh, wow. When did this happen? Congratulations, by the way. The other the other day I became a Forbes coach counsel. Congratulations. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I'm being, this- my coaches right now are people that are in Forbes. They're actually coaching me on different things. Oh, wow. Incredible. Whoa. And who would have thought a guy that's living in and out of jail, living off the streets, right? And there was a lady, okay, I'm going to back up, way back up when I was first started my speaking career. Okay. There was a lady who came to the learning center, and I was, I was three months clean sober. She, she came to talk on, uh, she was a trustee up in the area, a simple mm-hmm. county. Okay. She was boring as hell. Boring as hell. Okay. Nobody wanted to listen to her. They're all over talking and everything. And I felt, you know what? She deserves the respect. No matter how shitty I thought she was, um, she deserves this respect. So I went up to her and I said, listen, I said, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you coming in. And I, I know it doesn't look like it around here. People are bored. It's not a topic people enjoy. Um, but I want to appreciate you. And she goes, Robert, I know all about you, man. I really need your help. I said, me? How do you know me? And what do you need my help for? I'm a nobody. So her son was actually going through drug and alcohol. Oh, I guess wow. I was in the newspaper so many times because I tried getting I had a buddy of mine that was also writing articles about me in the newspapers. You know, sitting there saying that, you know, here I am growing up and had rough times. I'm changing my life here. I'm doing another book. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. He, I guess he was just looking for articles to get himself up there. Right. So and then I did help her. And then she got me. She was I want to help you. Let's go speak at some schools. So she took me to different schools. She was on board of education, right? She ends up becoming the chairperson. She ended up becoming the chairperson on board of education up there and took me to all these schools. Like she didn't have to ask anybody. She just, do you guys have room for them? And then she looked at me and say, well, how much are you charging these people? And I said, what do you mean charging? I said, I just want to share my message. She goes, no, 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 no. You're worth time. And she goes, and by the way, the clothes you're wearing are no good to be out there speaking. I said, what do you mean? So she went and actually took me to a place and bought me clothes that were really expensive, like a nice shirt and stuff like that and a pair yeah. of pants and that. And she goes, now you can go and speak. Now you're going to look the part. And I said, okay, well, that was kind of weird, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I went in and, and then she told me to start charging. So 
I said, well, how about how about fifty dollars? She goes, oh, okay, five hundred dollars is fine. And thinking, oh, said fifty yeah. bucks, not five hundred. I didn't think I was worth that much. But you know, it's a funny thing is we don't think we're worth something. Absolutely. Whatever you are making on your on your on your wages right today, like say you're working a regular job. Yeah. Right. I am. Whatever, way. whatever you, I'm going to tell you right now, whatever you're making there times that by 10, that's what you're worth per hour. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stop. Absolutely. These people need to stop drowning themselves and not making money. Listen, I could charge $20,000 for an article right now with Forbes and get it all day long. You know what I mean? Wow. I could charge $5,000 just for a mention in Forbes because Forbes has got such a name. Yeah. That it backs it up all the way. Yeah. Like, think about it. Okay. I got rid on the front cover for crying out loud. Yeah. And, and listen to what it says here. Rather you speak online or offline, people are still able to feel passion. So keep your energy level high no matter what. Oh, wow. Incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, listen, I got a plaque coming, and, and, and it's amazing because it's a little smaller than that. It's got the four, it's about the four council. They actually have a plaque being made of my my thing there, and it's like, whoa. I know. You know? Absolutely. What an I, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. But I'll tell you something. You know what? Here, here's the thing. Mm. I accomplished so many goals. Like, I, I mean, I got another goal here. I got look at all the trophies I got here, like yourself. You know, this one here is a gentleman, a heart award out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the author of the year award. I've got, you know, like all these different awards. They don't affect me because I'm a goal seeker. Once I achieve that goal, I go to the next one. What kind of goal can I go higher than this? I will think of something. I will think of something. Yeah. I don't know what kind of goal I can get higher than writing in Forbes. I don't know. Yeah. My God, what a story. What a journey that you had. I have known you like for a few years now, just on Facebook, but you think you know people, but you don't. That is one thing I have been learning. Like you think you know people, whether they're good and then you find out they're not, or you just judge people by their look or by what they post and you have no idea the journey that they went through and things like that. So I'm all against judgment and I, I didn't know a lot about you. I just knew that you were like into books and uh, uh, you're a publisher and all that stuff. And uh, of course, through Tammy and Marianne and uh, I hear a lot of great stuff about you, but that is an incredible, incredible journey. So what is your next step? Well, I am selling Magnetic Entrepreneur. Um, oh, okay. I, I am selling the publishing company, the consulting part and everything else stays with me. But I mean, you got the award ceremony, you got the Guinness World Record, it's been featured in Forbes, it's incorporated, it's it's all these different things involved in it. Plus, I've offered because I'm I'm trying to if you look on my website for it, magnetic-entrepreneur.com, yeah. if you look on that, I'm actually taking myself away from the actual magnetic entrepreneur and trying to fit someone else in eventually. But taking myself away, make it more automated for them. Okay. So, I mean, one thing I, I I surprise myself with or surprise others with, mm-hmm. some of the people I've worked with. I mean, if you look on my website, you'll see that uh, even even Les Brown's daughter, I've been coaching her for three years. Oh wow! Right, okay. his yeah. daughter, I've been coaching for three years. I had her speaking on my stage, face face value. Her and I, we've helped each other through some good times. 
Um, Mr. Canada, I coached one of the Mr. Canada before. You know, I've, I'm right now, I'm coaching, uh, you know, Darman. Oh, I love that guy. Okay, oh one, of the, one, of the, one of the actors that are in there, I'm actually coaching her. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm dead serious. Dead yeah, serious. Yeah, I never miss any of the shows that he posts. There is always such a beautiful message, and he brings Look, in incredible. I'll show you something right yeah. here. You know, you know uh, Catherine Norton, right? No. She's um, one of the actors in Darman. Okay. Well, yeah, when I see her face, I will know because I never miss any of his shows. There. Well, you'll see, these... you'll see the conversation right there is going on, and, and I'll show you her face right now. Yeah, I need to see her face because I know I never miss uh, Darman's shows. I love that guy. I oh guarantee you know her. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? I am. I just wa walked through her program the other day. Um, what a beautiful program. Uh, she's a very church lady. I love that. Um, I didn't become a church person until I became clean and sober. I was always blaming God for the things. And then when I was in, I, I, I didn't even like going to Alcoholics Anonymous because they were always in a church, in the basement of church. And it was like, I felt offensive. But I started slowly going in there and they said, use God as a different acronym. Good early direction. I used them for at first. And then when I started, I went to the sinner's prayer at one of the churches I actually enjoyed going to because um, I wanted to help out with youth at the co-op for going to school. That's the only reason why I went there at first. And then it just kind of started blending in. And the, the wife I'm with right now, uh, it's all it's all uh, Christian family I'm in. Okay. Right? Now, the mother-in-law is my editor. She also works for Nexus Lexus uh, at Toronto. Does all the stuff for the lawyers and and the and, and the court systems and all that the online publishing, okay. and she also works for me and um, Strail Ford. She's the one that set me and my wife up years ago. Oh, that <laughs> she read, is so she cool. read my, I think my second book or something like that, mm -hmm. and then said, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta set you guys up." Somehow or another, it just turned out beautiful and it worked out well. <laughs> Amazing! What a lovely story. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Darman. Oh, my God. Okay. Just if you talk to him, <laughs> tell him you have a huge fan here from Canada. Uh, I think he hears that once or twice for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got over 10 million subscribers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. It's, it's yeah. so true. Yeah. So, he's incredible. And, um, okay. So, you are putting Magnetic Entrepreneur or the publishing company on for sale. I am. I so am. It's either that, you know. it's put this way, it's either that or someone comes to me and wants to invest. Um, I'm willing to sell 49% and we can always talk price, go with that. Okay. Um, I don't want to put a price out here right now because the time it goes on, it could be five weeks from now. Price price could be changing because of the fact that what I've been doing. Yeah. Now, I know for a fact, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I know for a fact, this has all been word of mouth. Yeah. And, and I've got a million dollar valuation on this, right? Forbes put it at three. They put it at one. So um, we, we go from there. You know what I mean? So simply put, here's the thing. I know if someone invests in the business and buys 49% roughly or even 20% or 30%, whatever they want to buy, I know for a fact I can make this a $10 million business. I know for a fact. Listen, the person that actually built Hay House, their publishing company, is a personal friend of mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't speak names. I just say the person I built the program, he can't, wonder, he, can't even get his, he can't even get his own book in there right now because the program's so good. 
<laughs> yeah, because uh, I am a huge follower of Hey House. I used to follow it from years, Hey House Radio and all that. And I get their emails on a daily basis. I love yeah. Hey House as well. So, Well, listen, I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm writing a book right now with Les Brown uh, as doing the forward and Les Brown's daughter, her and I are splitting the book. Because I'm on the put it this way, because I'm on Forbes Coaches Council, I'm actually allowed to share my my journey with them, and they'll actually put it on all the platforms when it's published. Oh wow! I'm also registered. I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know how I do all this stuff. I just love doing it. I just keep doing it. The more I empower, get powered, I empower other people. Anyways, I'm also registered with Ingram, right? And I'm not talking the Ingram Sparks. I'm talking the Lightning program. You have to make over two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in order to be in. And then you got the million dollar level, right? Here's the thing. I, when I got registered with them, they classified me as one of the top 30 publishers in North America right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm just trying to go with the flow. And that's all been word of mouth. So if you don't think that we, I can get 10 more people below me that work the stuff that I've been doing and build this to a $10, $20 million business, it's going to be easy. But I don't have the time because, I mean, I've worked with some of the top people in the world. Yeah, I've been on stages with almost every every top person out there. Yeah, I mean, there's not many people I haven't been on stage with or I haven't done things with. Um, you know, even, even uh, Chris Anderson from TEDx, he says, Robert, I want you to be on TEDx anytime soon. Oh. I said, I could do that, you know, but give me time. I'll do it on my time. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? So maybe sign in, make an account, and, you know, I'm going to apply now. I can apply to host one. I mean, with, with the credentials and everything I got would be really beneficial for them, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to do it to benefit me, to benefit others. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. What a story. What an accomplishment. Thank you so much. And you want to, I want to ask you a couple of uh, questions that I ask all my guests. Um, if you had to visit three countries before you die, what countries would they be? If I had to visit three countries before I die, yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I'm all over the place, anyways. I mean, I, you know, I, I fly all over the place. I, it's hard to say. You know, I wouldn't mind going back to the UK. Um, I enjoy. No, but if you have been there, no, it doesn't count. And I, I can't really say because I, I don't know. You don't know it. No, I, know honestly, it, I mean, it intrigues me the culture, but it doesn't intrigue me the way they treat the people in the culture. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, when I went to Paris, France, everybody breaks how beautiful it is. Well, all I saw was a bunch of people pissing on the, in the corner and living on the streets and being abused and people walking with guns and what a stinky, rotten place it was. I had a bad experience. Never, okay, so... It never used to be like that. Okay, so yeah. I used to I used to go to Paris uh, so many times, almost like every year for several years. Yeah, urinals, urinals, be, right outside there. Yeah. Even in London, UK, I saw people uh, peeing in the subway, in the yeah. subway, in the train line. Well, that's I why because that they want they want to charge like you thirty. Before. They want to charge you thirty to fifty pence just to go for the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's everywhere. Yeah. They you have to pay or tip at least for you to go to uh, that in Germany. Also in the malls, they're like that. There are ladies waiting and then you go in and then you tip them and things like that. But 
it never used to be like that. Like in back in the 80s, it used to be clean. All of these cities you mentioned were clean. People were very respectful. And then I went back the last time was my son and I went, it was 1990. Paris was a shocker for me. London, UK was a shocker for me. Uh, but Mike and then my son goes to me, oh, is this the London everybody talks about? It's dirty, it's cheap, it's this. And I told him that was not the case uh, in my days. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I tried to take him to the museums and things like that so he could see something nice. But things have changed a lot. And uh, yeah, but it never used to be like that before, you know? So yeah, I mean, I would like to go to, uh, personally, I would like to go to the Bahamas, uh, Bargill, Barkill, or whatever they call it, Bark. Bar, Barku, whatever they call that. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce it. Have you been any anywhere in, in uh, like, for example, Egypt, Israel? Well, I, I've been. I haven't been to Egypt, no. I've been to uh, just Europe. Um, Europe, I've been around there. Long flight. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a big guy. You got these small chairs, eight-hour flight. It just, oh, man, it hurts. <laughs> you got to get in the first class. I stuck in the first class last time. I pretend I was sleeping when I was there. It was great. <laughs> mm-hmm, I know, yeah. Or business class. Normally, business class, the seats are much better than the economy class. And well, the plane class, I was just... on, they weren't that much bigger. No, uh, they weren't. Uh, they were, they oh. were pretty pretty small. I mean, you had the double double belts, you know. But, I mean, it was it was okay. Once it was once it was down, I was, I was happy. It was just, you know, it was a long flight. Yeah, it's a long flight. Yeah, I know. Okay, so if there is one dream you haven't accomplished, you would love to accomplish before you die, what would it be? To empower, to empower a billion people. Oh, wow. To empower a billion people. I'm only, I'm only estimated at 160 to 200,000 right now. So a billion, right. that, is, that is a huge yeah. goal. That is a huge dream. And I know you will. Accompli- I can accomplish it. It's not a problem. I can accomplish it. But I just, I get scared when I get to it or get close to it because then I, before I die, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Eh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. So this was an incredible, okay. For all of you listeners, I will be posting his bio and all his social media links both on Podbean and on my YouTube channel. Uh, You can get in touch with him by going to any of the links and uh, you can read your bio there, get in touch with him if you want to get into his books. If anyone is interested in purchasing all or portion of his publishing company, get in touch with him right now. It's a very successful, uh, it's a very successful business i that i know of i have no problem if the person wants to buy it check this out i've even offered to work for them for a year to to teach them all about the rest of the business to teach whoever wants to step in that role um plus introduce them to the people i know i mean i've um john chin you know he's done the book for me um if people don't know who john chin is the executive producer for thick and grow rich movie um you know sharon lutcher bob proctor you know, Kyle Wilson, all these people. I mean, I'm very well rounded with the different people I know. Yeah. I'm doing a book right now. I just published a book. We're just doing a launch next week. Uh, maybe even this week, I think it is. It's with the ex-mob boss of the, of the UK. Oh, wow. That's yeah. incredible. Okay, Bob Proctor, may you rest in peace. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to be able to replace who you are, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that is that. Okay, so what's your final word and your final advice to all the listeners, to all the youngsters, to all the beautiful? I got some people struggling. Yeah. yeah, stop trying to build someone else's dream, man. Start building your own. 
you work, you may work eight hours a day building someone else's dream, but what do you do? You're making the money for someone else. Here's what you do. You get a hold of a person like me. I'm not saying me personally, but get a hold of someone that inspires you and get the coaching from them. You can't afford the coaching, ask for payments. You, you find a way to make that happen. You, you work that extra job to make that $5,000, $10,000 just to get that one month of coaching, whatever it may be, right? Some people are more expensive than others. If you got accolades like I do, you do come with a bit of a price. Uh, it's just the way it works because of the fact if I keep it low, I'm attracting the people that don't want to be there and just want to be, oh, I worked with Robert J. Moore, right? And it doesn't work that way. Here's the thing. You want to work. You want to get things out there. I'm a straight shooter. Be prepared to hear what you need to hear because I don't care about your emotions when I'm building your business. We can deal with that later. Yeah. All right. But I do care about your business and how it's how you structure it. Put it this way. The pandemic blew me up. It blew me up. I actually do a lot of business coaching. And I, I tell you right now, that was the biggest part of the pandemic. It blew me up. People were coming out of, out of the woodwork. Oh, I want to do my stuff online. Fine. Let's do it. Let's teach you how to do it. Let's make you get there. Let's promote you afterwards and make you bigger. I've had brought people living on the streets, right, to getting them into a hotel room. And then all of a sudden they got an apartment and all of a sudden now they're making six figures. I make multiple six figures just off Facebook alone. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. What, what, some advice for all these teenagers who are lost into drugs or industries or in gun violence and gangs and things like that. What advice would you give them? Drugs please? and alcohol are just covering up the emotion you don't want to face. I know we're happier in our own little shit pool. Um, seriously, but you know what? Dealing with those emotions are best. Don't deal with them alone. Deal with someone that's a professional because I'll tell you something right now. Those emotions will carry you back. It's just a devil holding you down. That's all it is, right? So if you, you turn it over and say, I've had enough and you really want to fight those emotions, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I guarantee it's not going to be easy. But I'll tell you, when you get across that line and you start learning to digest your emotions and look at them differently, whew, it's sweeter on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, what an incredible interview. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on my podcast. And I'll be posting, like I said, um, all his bio, all his social media links, both in Podbean and on my YouTube channel. Follow, download, like, share. Okay? Thank you. And... Uh, until the next episode, God bless. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it.